What interested me is there, see, is there some kind of encapsulated version of the life of Avram Avi? Is there a patsuk, one patsuk in the parasha of Lechacha that tells me the whole story of Avram Avinu? Just as you could say that the first pasuk in the Torah, Reshit bara lokim eta shavayim veta aretz, tells you the whole story. Right? You could say that. It's like a, a heading in the beginning, or I shouldn't say that. It's an introduction. No. No, it's not an introduction. It's a heading. It's like saying, and now you're going to have the rest of the story. Well, you have the di- Is there a pasuk like that about Abraham Avinu in our parasha? You don't have to answer my questions. I'm just doing it for fun. They're not even rhetorical. They're less. <laughs> so there's a pasuk in the parasha, the beginning of the parasha, and it's on the sheet, at the beginning of the sheet. And it says, Avraham et Sarai ishto. Avraham took Sarai. She was still called Sarai. His wife. Ved Lot ben Achiv. And he also took along Lot, who was the son of his brother. Ved kol And all of the property that they had accrued uh, before they went on their way. Ved nefesh asher asu picharan. Now this is a crux. Right? It's hard to understand what these words mean. Even though each of the words is fairly simple. That happens sometimes. You talk to somebody and you hear the words, but you don't know what they're talking about. And here in the Torah, I, I understand all the words. I can say, well, why are they called nefesh? They could have been called people, anashim, uh, uh, some other word. But the word nefesh is understandable. And we know that in Breshit, in Breshit, it emphasizes that all the living things had a nefesh, nefesh chaya. So maybe that's the reason. We don't, we don't know. But the word nefesh, I can deal with it. Asher asu becharan. So there's a word asu, and the word asu means made. In fact, asiya is one of the verbs that's used in Bereshit to describe creation. Right? There's bria and yitzira, those are the verbs that are used. And asiya, ase, is one of the verbs that is used to describe the creation, to describe the creation of the world. So, okay. I like I'm thinking about it, but I understand what it says. I understand the words, but I don't understand what it means. In order to understand what it means, you have to at least look at Rashi. Right? By, uh, uh, I'm sorry, the, the end of the Pasuk, they went on their way to the land of Canaan, and they came to the land of Canaan. Now you remember that the interesting thing about Avraham Avinu is that when he went from when he went from the place he was born, which is in Ur Kasdim, to the place where his father died, or at least it seems that his father died in uh, in Haran, he was on his way. Where were they going? Where, where were they all going? They were all going to Canaan. They were all going to Canaan. I'll say it again. Avram Avinu, his father, his brothers, their wives, they all left the place where they were, which is Ur Kastim, and they started moving. And where were they going, all these people? They were going to Canaan. Why were they going to Canaan? Two answers, as usual. One, I don't know. The second is, it was probably for some advantage that they would have. You know that by going to by going to Canaan, but the Torah does not tell us what that was. In Haran, this happened, then that happened, the other thing happened, and then God appeared to Avram Avinu. And what did God say to Avram Avinu? Lech lecha. And then the history of the world, the history, the religious history of the world, changed because. 
there was suddenly a new relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu that Avram Avinu inaugurated. Because Avram Avinu, Avram Avinu was the one who said that you can do things ba'olam hazeh for whatever reason you choose. But you could also do it because that's what God wants you to do. It's exactly the same. It's just a change in perspective. So Avram Avinu, his father Terah, was the one who was going to Canaan because it was to his advantage. And Avram Avinu became the one who was going to Canaan because, because God told him to go to Canaan. And that's the essential difference that Avram Avinu created. Until that time, until that time, the only thing you, if you wanted to relate to God, the only relationship that you had to God was that you wanted something. You say, please give me this, please give me that. Right? But the, there was no idea that, that the... Is it a wedding? Maybe. <laughs> okay. This is just the, yeah. to make sure you come next time you come on time. Mm-hmm. It's oppressive. So I'll say it again. I'll say it again. Avram Avinu invented the idea that every day, regular events, things that you do, can be somehow uh, 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 an acceptance of God's will. That in every day, regular things, you accept God's will. That that showed clearly in the Chumash, because Terach was going to Canaan, and Abraham was going to Canaan. Terach was going because he wanted to go, and Abraham went to Canaan because God sent him to Canaan. So even though it looked the same, it seemed to be that B was a continuation of A, it was not the case. They were radically different in the way they looked upon themselves and their relationship to HaKadosh Baruch. According to Terach, you did for yourself, according to Avraham Avinu, you did what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wanted you to do. So this pasuk, which we have just read, this pasuk to my mind is similar to Bereshit Baral, in that it encapsulates a bigger story. There's a big story that's told in the, in the parasha of Lech Lecha, and that big story is about Sarai, about Lot, about and then going to Eretz Canaan. Those four points are going to be made extensively in the parasha of Lech Lecha. But again, in order to understand the Pasuk, we have to get a handle on Et So what does Rashi say? You see the Rashi? It's on the sheet. Sheikh Nisan Tachat Kanfei Hashkina. Avraham Megayeret Anashim, Visarah Megayeret Anashim. Rashi says they created souls. They created they created souls wherever they went. What does it mean to create a soul? To change the relationship that people had to Akadish Baruch. So wherever Avraham Avinu went. He, he was able to influence the crowd around him. It wasn't giyur in the way that we think of giyur, but it was joining up the spirit with the spiritual journey. That's called giyur. They joined the spiritual journey of Avram Avinu, Avram Anashim, Anashim. So suddenly we see, right? we see Chazal. And they didn't have to say this. You know what I mean? Avraham Avinu traveled. And in, the, in his entourage, all kinds of people who were attracted to his spiritual message, Chazal didn't have to say that Sarai was involved. But they said that Sarai was involved because the major issue, the major issue of the Pasha of Lech Lecha has to do with relationships. That's what the parasha is about. Because here Avram Avinu, Avram Avinu had to test himself. He had to find out how you have a son. 
who does what you did. How do you produce a son that, in this case Yitzchak, who is able to grab onto the spiritual level of his father, of Avram Avinu, because Avram Avinu knew that the future of the idea depended on being able to pass it down from father to son. So you see, there's an inkling in this Chazar that you can't, Avram Avinu can't do it himself. But Avram Avinu needs a wife. And that theme recurs in the parasha of Lechlecha. Sarah didn't have a child. Sarah went to Avram Avinu and said, take Hagar. Let Hagar be, let Hagar be your wife. He did it. He did it, whether he liked it or he didn't like it. And she had a child, and the child's name was Yishmael. And as you know, Yishmael was not the son of Avraham. And the reason that Yishmael, I don't mean biologically. Biologically, he was the son of Avraham. Right, without a doubt. But he was not spiritually the son of Avraham. And why was it that he was not spiritually the son of Avraham? Because Ishmael didn't have a mother. Yes, he had a mother. But he didn't have a mother who was the consort of Avram of Dinu. And that's why there had to be this astounding, miraculous birth of Yitzchak, who was the son of Avraham and Sarah, whose name was changed by that time. Because in order to pass down the spiritual tradition, that Avram Avinu may have invented, you needed a mother and a father. You need a mother and a father. There's no other way. There's no other way to do it. And, and therefore, Chazal take pain, take the trouble here in this pasuk to say, Avraham did it, and Sarai did it. There's no reference at all. But Sarai was a spiritual personality. She was able to affect others, just as Avram Avinu was able to affect others, so the Chachamim say, he was Megaya the men, and she was Megaya the, the women. That means the Pasuk refers to them as the makers. When you give a person, when you give a person a new spiritual direction, then you can say about them Asa'um. Asa'um means they made them. They made them into who they are. There are all these kinds of references in the Torah and in Chazal to uh, finishing, finishing creation, finishing humanity, finishing the person who, who, has, to, uh, who has to take a role, play a role in the, in the world. But that's, and that's what Rashi says. That's what Rashi says. So there's Abraham and Sarai. There's Giyur, spiritual change. And the spiritual change, we call it today Giyur, but in those days, it was simply the effect, the influence of Abraham and Sarai on the others. That's what Rashi says. And therefore, the word Asu also fits in. It's a good word. It's a good word. So now, Rashi goes on and says, now this is a topic. Pshutoshal Mikra means Rashi himself said on several occasions in the parashiyot of Breshit and Noach. Rashi says on several occasions, I do only pshat. I do only pshat. But what Rashi doesn't mean that he does pshat in the way we do pshat. He means that he's able to distinguish the pshat from the non-pshat in the words of Chazal and after making that distinction he will usually explain the pasuk according to the pshat according to the pshat of Chazal here what Rashi is saying is I've just told you what I think is a good interpretation but it's not pshat what is pshat? what is pshat for this pasuk? Chutoshel Nikra Abadim could also mean all of the people, the slaves, the man slaves, the women slaves, which they bought. Asa meaning buy. And then Yisrael they they possess Chayel. 
Lashon Chonev Chonez. So Rashi says, two interpretations. The two interpretations are connected to the word, connected to the word, Asu. Asu Bicharan. According to interpretation number one, the word Asu means a new creation. Newly created. Something that, that, that you didn't have before. All these gerim, all these uh, these converts to the idea. They were converts to the idea, not converts halachically. And then, in the second interpretation of the word asu is kinyan. They bought it. They asu it. They bought all these things. What did they buy? They bought slaves. They had a lot of money. So the first... The first uh, uh, the first part of the first interpretation of the pasuk seems to be right, noble, uh, right. wonderful. Here's Avraham Avinu doing his thing. Only Avraham Avinu can do it. The second interpretation seems to be a little bit weaker. Like you know, okay, so he bought stuff, so he had money. So why do we have to know that, Rashi? Why does Rashi? Why does Rashi think we have to know that? So I think that that Rashi is aware of the futility of Avramavinu's efforts to create a community that was based on a spiritual idea. Futility, that's the word. He was unable, he was unsuccessful, he was not able until the birth of Yitzchak to produce some, some person who was able to follow him, have an idea that he had, he was unable to do that. Let's think a minute. Lot, remember Lot? Not so good. Not so good Lot. He separated himself from Avram Avinu. He joined up, he joined up with uh, the people of Sodom. Remember Sodom is a city? Remember we talked about cities? And the problems that they create. Lot became a member of Sodom. Stone had to be had to be destroyed. Stone had to be destroyed. It was a city that breeded anti-God ideas. So Stone was like the Dorhat Laga, was like the Migdal Bavel, the, the tower that was built to get the people into heaven so that there could be a revolt against God in heaven, right? That's the tower that was built. Stone was the same thing. Lot, Lot, here, Amravina, what didn't he do for Lot? He said to Lot, if you go to the right, I'll go to the left. If you go to the left, I'll go to the right. We'll separate. We don't have to graze on the same land. We don't have to be in the same place. And Lot, except for the fact that later on, you remember the story when the angels came to Sodom, he took them in. He he let them stay in his home. And that was because he grew up with Abraham Avinu. But everything else, everything else did not affect Lot. It didn't have that that kind of, of an effect. Damesek Eliezer. Remember Damesek Eliezer? No? The one who was sent to find the Shidduch for Yitzchak. What did, what did Abraham Avinu say? I don't have an heir. And if I don't have an heir, who's going who's to inherit me? Domestic, uh, that's the only one there is domestic Eliezer. So, so it was clear that Abraham Avinu did not think that was a good idea. He didn't think that that, even though domestic Eliezer was, was very devoted to his master and did as he was instructed to do and even received divine information Right, the information from God about where to look and where to find the girl who should marry Yitzchak. Nevertheless, he was not worthy of being the inheritor. The story of Hagar I've already mentioned. So what was left, what's left in this story, what's left in this story is to make an inheritor. Inherits Kinaan. Right, and the only way to do that, the only way to do that uh, was to uh, was to uh, have a child who was entirely educated by his parents, who had a notion of the spiritual idea that Avramavina was part of. 
So et ha nefesh asher asu b'charan. The first interpretation sounds like you're talking about superior beings. Talking about people who converted because because uh, they understood Avram Avinu, because they understood Sarah. So, so in fact, you would say, well, why couldn't one of them inherit Avram Avinu? What happened to them? So Rashi says, Pshuto Shel Mikra. He says, this is a very nice idea that uh, the Chazal had. But the Pshat is that they're not talking about people with spiritual competence, but we're talking about Ruchush. About mobile things that they bought, they bought slaves, they bought, uh, they bought men slaves and women slaves, and that was their entourage. And certainly you don't expect any of them, those people, to become uh, inheritors of the spiritual mantle of Avram Avinu. So that this pasuk, just this pasuk itself, it seems to me, teaches us what the enterprise of Avram Avinu and Eretz Yisrael was. And it was to produce an heir. Now while that's not such a difficult thing biologically, it was very important for Avram Avinu to understand that. And of course for us to understand by implication that suddenly this awareness, which I don't think existed that much in the ancient Near East, although I don't, uh, I don't claim... Uh, Proficiency. I don't think it existed that people thought that you needed a mother and a father in order to have an inheritor. I don't think, you know, in all the all the cultures, including the Torah culture, you know, yichos and inheritance are determined by one of the parents, not by both of the parents. But when it comes to the spiritual inheritance, it is determined according to the Torah by both parents. And Avram Avinu needed a wife. And his wife became his wife when her name was changed to Sarah. That's who she was. She was Sarah ultimately. And Avraham and Sarah had a child and that child was worthy of accepting the spiritual inheritance from Avram Avinu. And that's the story of the book of Breshit. The whole story of the book of Breshit is the story of the creation of Am Yisrael, Am Yisrael, the nation of Israel, not just about individuals who successfully uh, completed a course in spirituality 1.1. Because Am Yisrael, the creation of Am Yisrael implied, as we see with the children of Yaakov, that if you're in, you can't get out. There's nothing you can do. You can, you can transgress you can deviate, you could do odd things, you could be punished, but you can't get out. That's the power of the of the nation. The power of the nation which was created, which was created by Avraham Avinu. I, I just want you to know that there's a Gemara. Did you want to add something? No? There's a Gemara. You see the second thing on the sheet? There's a Gemara in Sanhedrin. The Gemara in Sanhedrin says, Omar Reish Lakish. Reish Lakish, you know was Rabbi Yochanan's son-in-law. It's more or less the end of the Talmud in Eretz Yisrael, more or less, right? The, the editing took place. Rabbi Yochanan, Mishlokish. Kol amalameidit ben chavirot Torah, ma'aleh alav ha-katuv ki'ilu asa'o. Shenehemav et ha-nefesh, asher asu b'charan. Et ha-nefesh, asher asu b'charan. I Okay, just let me finish okay, the idea. Sure. Otherwise, I'll think you're not listening. <laughs> so listen. Li- listen. In the, in the Gemara, the Gemara deals with a different problem. That we live in a world where there is a spiritual heritage. I mean, it's there. We call it Torah. And somehow the Torah determines who we are. The Torah determines who we are. So the Gemara says, assuming that the Chaver, the, the fellow, does not teach his son Torah. But somebody else comes along and teaches son Torah. He's creating him. So what Avram Avinu left us what Avraham Avinu left us was this idea that the next generation 
is our obligation. Everybody has an obligation to the next generation. And the next generation, if you see Ben Chavero, who is not learning Torah, then you have to, you have to do it. There's no choice. If the parents won't teach the children Torah, then the community has an obligation. This is the halacha, halacha lemaisa. The community has an obligation to make sure that that is made up for somehow. Somehow it's uh, it's uh, made up, and uh, and that is also in the Gemara. The reference is our pasuk. At the nefesh means that everybody taught everybody. Everybody was. Everybody was teaching everybody. Everybody was teaching everybody what they should do and how they should be, and they did it effectively. They did it effectively. Okay. So I don't understand why the nefesh was created in Haran and not in Canaan. It wasn't created. It not was, Asua. It was, Asua developed. Right, but wherever they were, Abraham and Sarai, people were attracted to them. So when they went on their way to Eretz Canaan, ah, they already uh, had an entourage. And I the see. entourage was people who didn't want to lead, to be left behind. They wanted to go with Avram Avinu, right? But they Asu Bechara. Or they both slim. The Avram and Sarah, Asu, they plural, Asu in Haran, before they left on their way to Eretz Israel. And you said Haran is where, um, where his father died? Well, that's what it says in the Chumash. It's not clear where he died, where Terach died. Uh-huh. But it may be. So he didn't come to Canaan, maybe. Who? Oh. Terach. Well, there's a, there's a, in, the, in our parasha, in, in Perik Tetvav, it says, mm-hmm. God says to Abraham Avinu that you will <coughs> somehow come to your father, Bishalom, implying that he just died. He just mm-hmm. died in Eretz Canaan. But so it's a it's a problem, which we're not dealing with. Okay. But it is a problem. I thank you for noting it. Does the Sanhedrin mean that the Talmud takes the first interpretation? That uh, well, well, it's a it's a change. It sort of takes the pasuk, which reflects a non-recurring event. Right, Avraham is not going to leave Haran again with this entourage of people who have become his uh, Hasidim but the Pasuk then is reinterpreted to apply to our situation which is made Ben Chaverot Torah that's our, that's us we're not in Haran and we're not leaving Haran but it's still the Pasuk references our reality to a certain extent and that is that we have an obligation to teach Torah to all the people who are not getting that, not having that opportunity. But, but, uh, yeah. I, I still don't understand what the connection is, or oh, maybe you haven't gotten there yet, between Canaan, like, um, like he has this entourage of people, and they're coming to Canaan with him, let's say. So what is, what is the... What is the connection between? Oh, I see. Because God, because God made him. Because God told him to. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. You, you know how fortunate you are. <laughs> when, when I was younger, I was very unpleasant. Oh, I'm sorry. I was thinking. But I'm getting worn down. <laughs> are we all? <laughs> I don't know. I hope not. Okay. I hope not. Anyway. Let's look at the bottom of the page. See the bottom of the page? There's a quote from Sefer Chaim Shalom. Chaim Shalom. It's a new, a new Sefer that I, uh, I don't usually quote, but it's a... Um, the Minchas Eliezer. Are there any uh, Munkachers in the room or somebody that comes from Hungary? No? All Litvaks? How could that be? One what? Hungarian? Yeah. So you, so you know that the Michas Eliezer was the Rabbin Munkach. He was the Rabbin Munkach and he was a very prolific, very prolific writer and produced a lot of, a lot of books. There's a, uh, there's a wonderful YouTube video of him 
Masada Kedushin at his daughter's wedding crying about Shabbos that the people in Munkach were not keeping were not keeping Shabbos it's worth it, it's like a minute but it's worth it so listen to what he writes right Sefer Chaim Bisham is the Munkach Rebbe? yeah it's one of his swarim. he's written many many books so anyway, you see it? Mm-hmm. But he's also, we also know that Rashi copied this Chazal, right? So he has a different question. He says, what difference does it make that he was in Haran? You see, you know, when they put those, um, what do you call those, apostrophes? Yeah. What? You know, like Gershayim in Hebrew, they call it. You know, this double, it's not, it's not apostrophe, no, it's not apostrophe. Quotation marks. Quotation marks, good. You see those quotation marks when you put quotation marks in a word that's a real word, what you mean is that it also has a hidden meaning. There's some other meaning there that we're gonna like. He's gonna let us in on. He says that's what Haran means. He, he says, you see, Allah katuf kaze shaya. I'm sorry. Mazash beinan shaya becharan daika she giru sham agerim kiniskar. Why do I have to know that these this whole thing was going on in Haran? All going on in Haran, right? Haran is the real name of a Babylonian city, right? It's the real name of a Babylonian city, which we know about. And the Babylonians called it Haranu. And it was a station along the the uh, camel route from up there to down here, right? There was a regular route. Well, you, go, you went, uh, you stopped in Haran, and from Haran you went to Eretz Yisrael if you wanted to. What is the hint in this whole story? What's the normal situation? If you're in a community, and you're like... Uh, a small part of that community. And you have some strange idea about how to serve God. And the people come along and they yell at you and they scream and they throw tomatoes and rocks at you. And they say, you know, this is your, your avodah. The way you serve God is absolutely ridiculous. You become very unhappy. The person who's getting the tomatoes thrown at him is is bitter. Malay Marirut, Veloyak Shov Odlo Sif, Mitzvot Vinyanim Masha Eno Mikhuyav. And so in that kind of situation, people would not be looking for new kinds of mitzvot to do, additional things that they could do to prove their devotion to God. Because they're already getting the tomatoes for what they're doing up to now. Why would they want to do any more, he says. Right? And he would think in his heart, Halavai, that I should be able to do what I've done up to now. With all these people around me, you know, yelling and screaming and, and, uh, and cursing at me. Right? All these terrible things that are happening to me. Ata alkopanim. Hamutal alai bechiyuva velolo sif mashayneni mechuyav klal kiniska. He says, I, I, "I'd be happy if I just can keep up the level of religiosity that I practice up to now, and I'm not looking. I'm not looking for new obligations. I'm not looking for something that I haven't done yet. Right? B'zesh amar katuv b'tzid kotav shel Abraham v'Sarah." That's what the Pasuk means, that the people who were converted 
by Avram Avinu and Sarai, his wife, right? He had nefesh asher asu, becharan. You see that word becharan? Becharan is the name of the place that they were in, right? But it's also gam biyotam nirdafim becharon af bibeit aviv o medinato keshekal umot kol emunat Hashem mitzvotav. In other words, Haran, you put those two uh, quotation marks on it, right? So there's another word in the word. What's the other word? Haron. Haron means anger. Oh, right? That, that, that even, Asher Azubi Haran, even though the world was turned against them, and even though there was a lot of anger, nevertheless they were able to function as spiritual entities. That's what the, the Milchaz Eliezer says. Let's just finish. Malo lo sif od gerim lazeh velo nitzdavek lal alzeh. So he says, you could say, why did they, they come up with this idea? If the Jews are being oppressed, why would you want to go out and convert other people into Judaism? Why should they suffer? And velo nitzdavek lazeh klal. And there's no command at that time. There's no mitzvah to make people convert to Judaism. He says, He says, the generations will pass and it still won't be a mitzvah to convert others. Because we know that gerim are sometimes problematic. You know, sometimes you know, your people convert, they change their lives. Sometimes it works very well for the long term. And sometimes it doesn't work out so well. I mean, that's why in Eretz Yisrael you have these kinds of arguments all the time about about Giyur because Giyur is about prophecy. You have to go to a Beit Din and the Beit Din looks at you and says, well, what do you think? You think they're gonna, it's going to work? I mean, it doesn't matter what they say. It, I mean, it matters a little bit. I mean, if you're not willing to say that you're going to try to make it work, so, so then you're at zero. But even if you say you're going to try to make it work, everybody understands that we don't know what will happen. And therefore the Beit, the Dayanim and the Beit did have to be prophets. Some of them like that, and some of them don't. He says, Kikashim Geirim Yisrael Zulat Imba Me'atzmo he says it's only true if somebody comes on his own if he's if he is interested on his own in becoming a Jew then it probably will work Abraham Abraham, oh, so here the 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 Milchaz Eliezer finds a new meaning in this pasuk, a new idea about Avram Avinu in this pasuk, and that is that even under very difficult times, very difficult times, very difficult situation, Avram Avinu was not able to forfeit spreading the word. Spreading this idea, the idea that that uh, there is a relationship that could be established between man slash woman and God. That was the idea that Abraham Vid was not willing to to forego. He wasn't willing. He wasn't willing to give that up. And the Mechazel yes, it says, well, that's in the word Haran, which is found in the Torah. Why did the Torah tell us about Haran? Because you could read it in a different way, right? That's something we all know that Chazal did again and again. Haran can be read as Haron. Even in the time when there was anger and distrust and Avram Avinu was thrown into the fiery furnace by Nimrod. You remember all of those stories? Even then, Avram Avinu insisted Avramadino insisted on spreading the spiritual word. He wasn't afraid. He wasn't afraid. And we know that that was also true when uh, Avramadino got his companies together and went to fight the fight of the kings in order to save, in order to save Lot. He was not afraid. 
And here, even though even though Avram Avinu is called Ohavi, and the Rambam emphasizes that again and again, Avram Avinu is the beloved of God. The beloved of God, the beloved of God is always fighting for the truth. There is this idea, there is this idea that there is a truth. There's a truth. And that the possessor of that truth has an obligation to spread it, to spread it out, and to make it reasonable, to make it reasonable for, for others. That's what the, uh, uh, the Menchaz Eliezer, the Menchaz Eliezer has to say. So we see, we see that the Nefeshashah Suvacharan takes on a different level of interpretation in this modern day comment. Right, this modern say comment by Rav Eliezer Shapiro Munkaj. Now, finally, I want to look at the Svatemet. Svatemet is not on this parasha, but it's. Uh, you see the Svatemet? Okay. So the Svatemet is referring to a pasuk in Vayechi, the last parasha. Of the book of Breshit. What? Vayeshev. No, no, Vayechi. It says the Parshat Vayeshev. Yeah, I know it says that. <laughs> but what I said was that he's referring to a Pasuk in Vayechi. The Vayeshev is just the reference where it is in the Svatamet. No? Yes. So. This is the pasuk. The pasuk. You see where it says, "V'Yisrael Ahab." Who did he love? Yisrael Yosef, right? He. What? It's still Vayeshev. It's still Vayeshev. Yes, you're right. I'm sorry. He's right. It's not Vayechi. It's Vayeshev. I don't want to say why I said the pasuk is found in Vayeshev. I'm sorry. He ben zukunim hulo. Ben zukunim hulo. So it's not clear what Ben Zakunim means. You see the Rashi and the Ongolos, everybody has a go for it. Basalo, Ketonet, Pasim, that's all, those three things are in the Pasuk. Yaakov loved Yosef. Ki Ben Zakunim, who let's say the simple interpretation, he was the, born when Yaakov was already older. Right, he was the youngest child. And Basalo, Ketonet, Pasim. And it's not clear, it's not clear how you connect Vasalo Ketonet Pasim to, uh, to, uh, Yisrael Ahav. It's because he loved him that he wanted to make a Ketonet Pasim, he wanted to give him a present. Or was the Ketonet Pasim in some way related to the nature of Yosef? And it's to that nature that Yaakov was in love. He wasn't I mean, he was in love with something about Yosef. So it wasn't the Ketonet Pasim, it wasn't the coat of many colors that created the love that Yaakov had for Yosef, nor does it seem to be a reasonable result of love. I mean, if the love is of great significance, uh, okay, he could give him a present, but why would the Torah mention that he gave him this... uh, this coat of many colors. I mean, what's the difference? What he gave her. I mean, I'm sure that Yosef would have been happy with the visa. Okay, you take the coat of many colors. I mean, you know that the coat of many colors, the coat that Yosef wore was the coat that the brothers brought back to Yaakov Avinu when they told him that, well, look, you know, you figure it out for yourself what happened to your son. It looks like they they... They bloodied the coat and they brought it back to the father so that the coat plays another role. There's another role that the, that the coat plays. So he says, so the, the Svatimet says, Lo matzinu v'pasuk shvatim al We didn't find that the brothers despised Yosef because of the ketonet. Rak mishum ki but they hated him because Yaakov loved him. Moshim Levush 
Al pi machshavotam bekedusha be'et azivug. So when the child is conceived, there is this idea. When the child is conceived, he's conceived with an idea. He, she. In this case, it was a he. So I'll say he. There's an idea. The husband and the wife together are thinking about how the child should be. And when they buy him his clothing, then uh, then uh, that will reflect. So you know, you know that people have uniforms. Everybody has a uniform, right? Everybody in their profession, for example. Every yeshiva has a uniform, right? If you look carefully, you could always know which yeshiva that fellow goes to by the way he, by the way he dresses. This is true in Haredi yeshiva, this is true in Dati Lumi yeshiva, so that the dress of a person is reflective both of the way he is and what he aspires to be. And that's why the parents have like the uh, the uh, <coughs> first obligation to bring clothing to the uh, to the child. So because he had high regard for Yosef, he made him a ketonet pasim, which was very uh, expensive. And it's for it's because of the Ketodet Pasim that he loved him. Because the Ketodet Pasim reflects the achievement, the desired achievement. Yaakov wanted Yosef to be a certain way. And that's why he brought him uh, the Ketodet uh, Pasim. And he says, mm-hmm. And, and, and this Asa, Vasalo, Ketonet Pasim, he made him into a Ketonet Pasim. Vasalo. In Hebrew, you can't tell the difference. Like if, if Ketonet Pasim was a, a banana. So you can say, he made him into a banana. He made him into a Ketonet Pasim. How did he make him into a Ketonet Pasim? Vasalo. He made him. He made him what he wanted him to be by giving him a ketonet pasim. And this is kimo, the, 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 the uh, Svatamet says, ha-nefesh asher asu. Ha-nefesh asher asu, meaning they created the nefesh, which is in line with the first interpretation of Rashi, right? Not the second interpretation, but the first interpretation. The first interpretation of Rashi is giyum. They changed them. They made them into something. So the same thing is true according to the Swatamet. He made for him Ketonet Pasim, which means he made him into a Ketonet Pasim. He made him worthy of being a Ketonet Pasim because the clothing you wear reflects who you really are. The last words, the last words in the Swatamet. That, that, that what is it that we create? Right? Asiyah is a word that represents creation. So we create the things we make. We make things. We, we affect the change in things. And we're able to do that we were able to do that because we have this power of asiyah, right? And the same thing is true of Asalo, Ketonet Pasim. So that the, 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 uh, Swatameth, the Swatameth connecting these two psukim in a kind of a, a pretty radical way says that we have the capacity to make spirituality in the world. We have the capacity to make those kinds of people. We have the capacity, just like people say the Jews give a lot of tzedakah. You know, do they know that they give a lot of tzedakah? Do all the individual Jews know that the Jews are giving a lot of tzedakah? I don't think so. But for Jews, more than for some other people, again, I, I don't know about the 
totality of the statistic, but for the Jews, unlike some other people, giving tzedakah is a simple act. It's not something that you have to think about a lot. That's what you have to think about a lot. The halacha is, if somebody sticks out their hands, you have an obligation to put something into it. You don't have an obligation to investigate so that people have people have a spiritual dimension. They are not just a bunch of chromosomes. They are also notions that have been implanted in them in the through the education that they that they receive. So Asher Asubicharan means that they were able to shape according to Swatamat, they were able to shape the people who were with them in Haran. That their ideas were so powerful, Avram and Sarah, that people who came into contact with them could not ignore it. Could not ignore the the that which well, that was what was happening. And the same thing is true. Ketonet Pasim, he says, Vasalo Ketonet Pasim, that Yaakov loved Yosef because he was the Ketonet Pasim person. Right? He, the Ketonet Pasim defined him as just as Asubi Haran, the spiritual qualities that, ya- that Avram and Sarah had defined the people around them. So we see. We see that this pasuk contains, of course, ideas that are interesting, but also teaches us what Avram Avinu was doing in Eretz Canaan. After all, we know that Avram Avinu did not inherit Canaan, no matter what they tell you. He was—he lived in a tent. He went from place to place. He left Eretz Israel when there was a famine. Avram Avinu can't say that he inherited the land. He had a promise that he would, that his children would inherit the land, but not that he inherited the land. So what was he doing? What was he doing in Eretz Canaan? What was he trying to create that had that been created before? And the answer to that is a nation. And the nation depends on, on, on children. And the children depend on parents. And that's what Abraham Avinu was learning took a step this way, step that way, he made a mistake with Lot, and he made a mistake with Agar, and finally, finally, in next week's parasha, he was able to uh, to create what it was he had to create, which was the idea of a nation of people who believed that the relationship between uh, man slash woman and God can actually, can actually take place Well, I'm okay. Have a good shot. Amen.